Clayton here from howtodrawcomics.net and welcome to another episode of the HTDC podcast. In this episode, I'm joined by Ed Foychuk. Say hi, Ed. Woo! Hey, <laughs> guys. <good>, man. <laughs> and, uh, and Rick Bulow is, is uh, unfortunately not able to be with us at this present time. He might pop in a little bit later on. And as always, hope so. we hope that he does, but uh, we'll see what happens. Now, the focus of today's topic is going to be answering the question, where's your next milestone? And this is really addressing, you know, where's your next milestone as far as your art is concerned? You know, what are you aiming toward at this point within your journey as a comic book artist? Here's the reason as to why, and Ed, you know, you can give your thoughts on this afterwards, but here's my reason (laughs) as as to why I think this is so important to have, because... We all know that pursuing the art of comic book illustration is insanely difficult, right? And it, I mean, it's exciting and it's enjoyable and there's a lot of fun components to it. I mean, being a comic book artist is probably like the most fun career that you could possibly dream up. But at the same time, we we kind of forget that it also involves a lot of kind of yucky, hard, and difficult times, you know, where we're constantly challenged and doubting our own abilities, where our artwork is being put up for critique, uh, whether whether you're already published creator and, you know, you're getting the feedback from the fans and sometimes they can be extremely harsh and unforgiving, or you're just, you know, you're, you're just starting out and you're putting your art out there onto the forums, whether it be Facebook or specific comic book art forums and you're getting the feedback on there and you know maybe that feedback is helping and you can use that advice but it still kind of brings you down when you hear it and you know the flaws within your artwork are highlighted for all to see so what keeps you going through those tough times because you know they can it feels like they almost outweigh the fun sometimes and that's really unfortunate because it can really knock a lot of people off the horse and if you don't have a powerful enough why, then ultimately you're just you're going to throw in the towel when you know things get tough, and that's certainly not something that you're going to want to have happen. Because who wants to live life with regrets, right? I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of unfulfilled sure. dreams out there, and it's it's sad to think about. You know, I'm sure we all know uh, friends and even family who, you know, they had these big ambitions once upon a time, but somewhere along the line, they just, they seem to get lost amid the, I guess that the reality of life, you know? So what do you think? Actually for for me, you know, you're, you're talking about, uh, uh, you know, losing your goal and, and kind of getting sidetracked and stuff like that. That, that was a problem I had early on and stuff was that, um, I, I would, I kind of never really focused on a goal or I would. And then it would only when it didn't materialize after a year or so, okay, on to the next one or something like that. Right. And, uh, so even art, I think I, um, I'm trying to think how long my break was from it. I'm going to say a conservative 10 years, but maybe closer to 15 or something like that, no that I didn't way. draw for. Oh yeah. Like I only started drawing again. I'm 45 now. And I think I started drawing again when I was about, early 30s maybe 35 something like that for the last 10 years or so ouch so yeah no i totally i it was a massive break from drawing and uh and yeah and once whether whatever it is whether it's exercise or a lifestyle thing when you get away from something for so long you're way out of habit like and i'm not Mm -hmm. just talking about like you kind of suck at it when you start to get back to it but i mean like 
you don't even think about it. You're like, oh yeah, I used to do that. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Mm. I used to be the the guy that did that, or I, I used to be able to do that. Oh, when I was young, I could I could do that. You know, and you sound like every old man that talks about being able to run the 100 in whatever time, or you know what I mean, or lift, bench press 300 pounds, whatever it is. You know, yeah, I used to be able to do that. Yeah, I used to be able to draw. <laughs> yeah, totally. And, or I think I can, and then you try to do it, and you're like, uh, this isn't really working as I remember it, right? Yeah, yeah. Because in, in a sense, when you say you're a comic book artist, you're kind of making it your identity. It becomes sure. you. And uh, when you lose that or you decide to stop doing it, it's kind of like you, you got to ask yourself at that point, well, what does this mean for me as far as who I am? Um, well, let's be realistic. Like we've talked about money before and stuff like that, right? Mm. And, you know, we've had entire podcasts dedicated to it and everything, right? Mm. Um, but, you know, if if a 20, 25-year-old, 28-year-old guy, girl, whatever, came up to me and said, yeah, you know, I've been working at being a comic book artist for the last few years and um, I'm thinking about getting married and uh, my fiance wants to get a house and yeah, I'm still living at my parents' house and, you know, the, the money. Well, yeah, goddamn, I, I, I could understand how somebody would say, you know what, I got to put this on the back burner or I got to get get the full-time job or whatever it is and then do this evenings, weekends. And, you know, I think if I was to know 100 artists on my Facebook page or 500, whatever it is, I'm guessing 90% of them just do art part-time, right? You know, yeah, it's man. it's a hard... It's a very small percent that do art full time, right? Yeah, I mean, reality bites, and uh, yeah. I mean, especially when you've got a, a, f a family to look after, you know. And this is very much the case for a lot of comic book artists out there, actually, who kind of do it on the side and then have that second day job. I mean, even sure. uh, I had a second day job, and, and most of us do, um, even even for the pros sometimes, um, and and that can be, you know, somewhat. Uh, discouraging I guess because you'd like to think that you could make a career out of this and you'd like to impress your family and friends who and and really prove them wrong because that most of them are telling you that it's an unrealistic career path to follow in the first place so you don't want to sure. prove them right um, yeah but you know well let me ask you Ed um, what was it exactly that knocked you off the horse all those years ago what made you give up art and then the second part to that question is what made you pick up the pencil once more and uh, start getting back into it because like you said that had to have been tough I think you know like I think I've talked about it in a previous podcast but it was basically you know I think I was somewhere around 18 to 20 years old and uh, this was late 80s, early 90s and stuff. And like yep. the geek culture that is cool now wasn't cool back then or anything, right? And so I started hitting the gym and then I started, um, you know, I was working out. I was working in the clubs. I was going to university and stuff and and just drawing just didn't seem to be a big part of it. I would sketch once in a while or something like that, but it faded more and more into the background. I was thinking, okay, I'm going to become a police officer. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm, I was trained uh, as an EMT. I was doing all these different things and stuff. And it was just, there was just too much going on in my life to, to sit down and draw. At least I felt right. And then when those plans kind of fell through and stuff, I ended up uh, jumping on a plane and moving to Asia and then, everything got turned on its head and stuff. And I was like, yeah. wow, I'm just finding a new life and new, uh, 
new survival techniques and stuff like that. And so like, once again, art really wasn't on the table for me or anything like that. Right. Yep. And it wasn't until, um, I believe until I got married and started settled down. And I think my wife knew that I was kind of interested in drawing. She, she had heard me talk about it a little bit and stuff. Right. And so to get back into it, I, she bought me, uh, one Christmas, I think it was my Christmas or birthday. She bought me a, uh, Wacom Intuos. Cool. Right. I, I think it's actually one of the ones you use. I was looking at uh, one of your videos the other day or whatever, your, uh, your live stream and you were holding yours up and I was like, Oh geez, that looks familiar. Yeah. It's one of the old Intuos models, right? Yeah, man. That would, that would have been in the super heroines course. Actually. I did a little hardware yeah, right. video. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's the one I was watching. I, I was, I was getting into your course recently. Right. <laughs> that's sick. And, uh, but I think, you know, obviously this, uh, the one, the Intuos I had was probably uh, older. I don't know. How old is yours right now? Oh man, it, it is like, it, it's a dinosaur. It's, it's got to be 10 years yeah, old. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, really that was about mine. Mine was that model from about 10, 12 years ago or something like that. Yeah. But at the time it was like mind blowing. Like previous to that, I had just been using the, the computer to play city of heroes and hang out and like you know, that kind of stuff. Right. And then mm. I was like, you mean I can draw on this thing? And of course, you know, as you know, using an Intuos, you have that weird, uh, hand screen disconnect, right? It yep. takes you a while to, to train your brain that you're not drawing on what you're looking at. Right. And stuff. So it took me a while. Right. But, uh, yeah, uh, technology is what brought me back. That's and my wife cool. and my wife uh, buying it for me. <laughs> yeah. So you, you kind of got back into it and maybe you kind of were reminded of how it felt to be back drawing and, and the kind totally. of rush that you experienced back in the day. Cause it's easy to forget, especially if you take a break from it. You know, for me, it was always, uh, even when I was a kid, uh, one of my favorite comic books was the, um, the, unofficial or the official hand guide to the Marvel universe. Right. Mm -hmm. And, uh, it was just basically character bios and, and one shot piece or pictures and stuff. Right. Yeah. And so I love that character creation thing. And so what I always loved as a kid was creating characters. This was my, I, I, I really, even back then I kind of sucked at the panel work and stuff like that, but I loved, I had hundreds of characters laid out and stuff. Right. And wow. so um, later, when I got back into it, I said I was playing uh, City of Heroes. And it was the character creation in that game and the community around it and stuff that really inspired me to, I was like, you know what? I should draw out this character. I'm creating this character. Yeah, I, I remember him. I should draw it out. The game does it justice, but I want to draw my own, right? Like, I, I remember I can draw. I can do this, right? And it, it all kind of came together with the tablet and the game and everything like that. And I started drawing characters, uh, my City of Hero, Heroes characters and stuff. That's so awesome, man. That's really, really cool. And I guess it, it kind of reminds me of, you know, it's it's funny because every now and then I think back and I'm like, you know, I, I always wanted to make comic books. And that would have to be a lie because cool. um, actually I, I had always been interested in comic books since I was a kid. You know, like back in preschool in year one and year two, me and my buddies, we had... You know, we'd watch some cartoons on TV and we'd make comic books about our favorite cartoons and stuff just on scrap cool. pieces of paper that we found laying around the place. 
Um, now, hold on a quick second. Do you still have those scraps? No, unfortunately, I have no idea where they are. I wish I did. Okay, I'm going to scan some, and I'm going to show them to I got stuff from me in, like, grade two, three, four, like, entire sketchbooks and stuff I got uh, of so characters cool. I did and everything. It's, it's totally horrible, but... When I showed it to my daughter, she loved it and stuff. It's just, it's kind of cool, right? So mm. ask your mom, see if she saved any of your stuff. I'll have to, actually. She probably <laughs> has somewhere. You know, parents do that kind of thing. <laughs> right, right. Um, so, you know, and, and all the while I, I pursued that and throughout high school, I kept drawing. I was a kid that could draw. You know, you kind of get the recognition, even if you're kind of crappy at drawing. Yep. If you're the only one yep. who draws in the classroom at that point, you still get the recognition and the props from your school buddies. But then after you leave high school, I think that's when reality the reality kind of dawns on you that, damn, like I'm going to have to try to create some kind of income. And I was always very like, I guess, business-minded. You know, I had a part-time job <laughs> when I was going to high school and I think I was working in a mushroom factory of all things. I was the, the box folder oh. there. Right, and okay. it was a dollar for every twenty-five boxes that you were able to fold, and sometimes I'd make ten bucks. So, you know, that was a lot of box folding. <laughs> ten bucks a day, or ten bucks an hour, ten bucks. Um, a minute, ten bucks. But... Well, ten bucks in a day, so that'd be two hundred and fifty <laughs> boxes, right? Um, right. They were only a little bit. Anyway, moving on. I uh, went to uni okay. <laughs> in in Melbourne, and uh, but before I went to uni. I, I really was, I'm like, man, okay, I'm just going to get a job at the supermarket as a, a checkout dude and um, or, or really wherever I can get a job at that point. Any right. aspirations right, right. I had about actually pursuing my career in comics were kind of like not even, uh, they weren't even occurring to me at that point. Um, I, I'd kind yeah. of forgotten about them for a small moment in time and maybe I went home and I drew them, but I didn't really think that I'd be able to make a career out of them. And then I went to yep. study, because I couldn't get a job, I decided to study uh, <laughs> video games at university. That's cool. Yeah. And, that's of course, cool. I was really interested in the visual aspect, so that was my introduction into character design and environment design and digital art in general. And that was super yep. fun because I kind of got to still do the comic book art stuff in that style and then expand my abilities into things like digital sculpture which was another yeah. super fun thing to be able to do now just a quick question what year was that that you headed to university do you remember uh that was um 2008 was when i jumped yeah. into that yeah okay that and so that's the big difference is that i think i'm 10 years ahead of you or something like that so yeah you know yeah. the gaming industry all that stuff was still it wasn't ex accessible it was it was a dream just like a comic book thing would be but oh, yeah. by the time you your generation came up it was actually like no this is there's actually courses at university for this now right well yeah and and that was the thing there was this one class that i'll never forget where one of my teachers at the time um he said you know if you're here in this class i'm assuming that you actually want to get into the the, the gaming in the the video game making industry and yep. At that point, I realized, oh, damn, like if I try hard enough, this could be a reality. And, yeah. you know, that's that's when I really bought into it and I tried really, really hard in that course. And I was really intent on just making video games. And I did work in a bunch of studios after I left. I started teaching cool. at that very same university in video games and then branching out into a bunch of other things. But um, ultimately, the comic books, I could just couldn't shake. And so 
there came this hard decision where I was like, I had to choose between being a 3D modeler, being a concept artist, and being a comic book artist. And comic book art won because of how challenging it was to me. And I realized that if I, I could master comic book art, well, I could master anything. Like I could do the 3D yep. whenever I needed to. I could do the the concept art, no worries. Because yeah. when you're a comic book artist, you can literally manufacture a sequence on the page like a film director and project it down yep. for other people to see. So that's pretty much from that point on. When I bought into comic books, I started doing that exclusively and really trying to harness my abilities and, and never looked back till this day. So for you, the milestones then, uh, kind of tying it back to yeah. hopefully on topic here and stuff. Yeah, is, no, totally. Um, was, you know, for you was getting, um, getting into university in a kind of an art, um, you know, an art schooling, right? Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Then getting a job, uh, getting paid for doing art, which uh, was the studio work and then the university work and stuff mm -hmm. like that, right? Mm -hmm. And so those, I think for you, like just listening to you and stuff, I would say those sound like pretty good milestones, you know, was getting into art school. I'm saying art school, but I, I, I know it wasn't art school. It was a, it was a game design uh, program, right? Yeah, absolutely. And there's right. milestones in, in many different ways, right? So it's not just milestones in your career and, and your path, but also like, mm -hmm. where are you going to take that art next? And yeah. most importantly, why? Because I think almost all of us, if, if you've been drawing for any amount of time, you can look back at your work and you can see those milestones present. It's like this, this giant volume of all the milestones we ever reached in our work. And it's, oh, for sure. it's really amazing to look at. But what, what I want to know is, is what keeps us moving forward. And I think it's important to get clarity on that because otherwise it can be very difficult to reach that next milestone and for it to, to manifest, essentially. Yeah, I think, you know, each person's going to be different. There's going to be different motivations. Mm. Um, some people have very clear goal setting. It's like, hey, I want to make an issue um, me and my buddy were we're writing up this comic book, and we wanna we wanna print it, publish it, whatever, and stuff like that. That's a very clear goal. Um, I, I find that people with clear goals are more likely to achieve them because you know they've outlined them, they put them out there, and stuff like that. The people that are like, ah, uh, you know, I just kind of want to get better, you know. And we see that in our in our art group and stuff like that, you know, in the How to Draw Comics uh, Facebook group, is that. There are some people out there that, that are like driven and you can see, yeah, I plan to do 365 uh, head sketches, you know, in the year, you know, one a day type of thing, right? Or wh whatever it is, you could see their bang, 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 and you could see the progress that they make and stuff yeah. through, throughout that time. And then there's other people who are like, well, you know, I'm just kind of, I'm practicing and... Yeah, and all, all, and they always have some disclaimer, you know, disclaimers. Oh, no, 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 this is just a practice, and no, I, I, I know that the head is off, and yeah, I, I know, I'm, I'm just, I'm just practicing, right? And yeah. they're, they're always <laughs> so hesitant to really lay it down, right? To say, hey, no, this is what I did. Uh, mm. tear me, you know, give me feedback, and so okay, all of you, I've got twenty comments here. They're all saying I need to work on my facial expressions. Good. Thank you. Mm -hmm. I'll take that. And for the next two months, I'll be practicing it. The amount of people that actually do something like that, that set concrete goals like that, I think are 
pretty small, you know, but I yeah. think those are the people yeah. that are going to achieve them. Yeah, it seems very rare to have that come about in an artist. And it, it is understandable, of course, because oftentimes, and this goes for almost anyone, we can't really see beyond where we're at, but I think it's right. very important to be able to do so to see even just a little bit. And I guess this kind of comes back to like having that milestone in sight before you actually okay. reach it. Because if you can have it in sight before you reach it, then you, you've got something to aim toward. You And, you know, you could call it a milestone. You could call it a goal. Um, yep. You could call it that next level that you want to reach. But if you've got that in front of you, then you can make progress. And you can see that progress because you're not only... It's not only ahead of you, but it's you're seeing it behind you as well. It's it's kind of like this this constant rather than this this aimless chasing your tail, so to speak, like the people that you were just talking about or the artists that you were just talking about, Ed, where they're kind of posting work up. They're not sure really why they're posting it up, what they want to get out of it, um, what kind of feedback they want, and what they're going to learn from it. And really every piece of art that you ever produce is just a, a kind of another excuse to learn right i mean it's sure. an, it's an opportunity to learn and why wouldn't you take that really i think it's important to have something in mind as to what you want to get out of each piece of artwork that you create and and where you want to take your art as a whole next you know what is that next level are you really content with where you're at if you're content with where you're at then you, you want to start harding your, asking yourself some hard questions as as to you know, where you really sit in relation with your comic book art and, and what you want to get out of it. You know, it's funny because as I listen to you, mm. uh, you sound like you're describing about 90% of people that go to the gym. Yeah, right. Yeah, totally. They, they go to the gym. They kind of have these, oh, you know, I want to tone up. I want to, mm. you know, get a little bit better. And then when you watch their workouts... Um, they, they come in and they kind of putter from machine to machine and they're, they're not, maybe, you know, unless they're really genetically gifted, then all of a sudden mm -hmm. you'll see massive changes and stuff like that. But a year later or two months later, uh, they might get a little discouraged or, or not even, let's say they're really stubborn and they keep going for a year, but they don't change anything. Mm -hmm. They don't set their goals. They don't define them. They don't, not only defining their goals, but finding and breaking down how to achieve the goals. Like it's one thing to say, hey, listen, I want to, uh, I want to get better at drawing expressions, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, that's great. But, you know, now how am I going to do that? You know, it's just the same as I want to gain 10 pounds of muscle or whatever it is. Well, that's great. That's a nice goal. But what now, what's your plan? You know, um, and I think if we were to ask, like I said, 90% of people out there, whether it, whatever it is that they're they're doing uh a lot of them don't have goals but they especially don't have any plans to achieve that goal and that's where i think something like uh, having a mentor and you know i know it a lot of people probably will be like oh this is ed's chance to talk about how to draw comics.net you know <laughs> yeah. the courses we've got available and yeah. you know, i'm even talking about like i'm talking about even in, in the gym and stuff you know when i first got into the gym it was uh you know, it was the older guys that would look and they would say, okay, well, this young kid, he stuck around for the last six months and he's really working at, but geez, he's spinning his wheels and stuff. And so they'd be like, hey, kid, come over here. You know what? You need to work on this or whatever. Do you know what I mean? And totally. um, 
And I think these kind of mentorships and stuff, or nowadays it's online, right? So you can plug in, you can take a course, uh, you can get an app that shows you, you know, to lift, what to eat, what to, what note to play, you know, all of these types of things and stuff like that. So it's, it's even more accessible. People don't have these excuses, but I think that's the thing is that with, with the lack of goal setting, then the next stage comes to the lack of actual uh, breaking it down into how to, you know, the stages of how to mm-hmm. achieve, right? Yeah, because if you don't have your goals in mind, then you don't even know where to start as far as learning is concerned. Like, what courses yeah. do you take? What tutorial do you read? What do you type into Google search in order to study up and, yeah. and up your skill set? You, you've got to have... Well, I think you've got to have a very honest and critical eye of your work. You know, you don't want to be overcritical to the point of discouragement where you, you're you so critical in yourself that it's no fun to do art anymore and, and you're just discouraged. But you, you want to be honest with yourself with where you're at and, and really make an effort to look for the areas of improvement. Um, look at your artwork naked, so to speak. It's hard to do and, and none of us want to do that. You know, we don't want to acknowledge our flaws, of course. We want to see the best of it. That makes us feel good. That propels us to go forward. But it's not really a productive way necessarily of looking at it because you don't but let me ask you don't get to make sorry, progress Clay, otherwise. I, I gotta ask, hmm. do you think people can actually do that? What I mean is can can the average person step back, look at their art and say, Oh, Mm. Yeah, no, I I really am weak in this, this, and this area, and if I only take these two steps, then that'll help me. Mm. I liken it, like yeah. I said, back to the gym. You know, the average person can't see that they're screwing up their squat. Yeah, they right. think that they're they're benching right or deadlifting right or lifting right, and they can't see the gaping hole in their knowledge mm. and stuff. Like, I'm just doing up this perspective course right now, right? Yeah. And I'm doing this one unit on it. Uh, multiple uh, vanishing points, right? Mm-hmm. And I remember this is where I got stuck when I was uh, in high school and my art teacher, for better or worse, uh, stuck me on this path was like, okay, you know, kids, here you're going to learn one point perspective and we all did it for one week or whatever it is and stuff, right? And luckily I had drafting class too, so I was doing it in there too. And then, okay, kids, we're doing two point perspective. Great, great, great. And I did it and stuff like that. And I was doing quite well at it actually. My drawings were great and everything. Yeah, And for about 15 years, it didn't dawn on me that in the same scene, there will be multiple vanishing points. As in, I could have a a cube sitting there that's flat on as in a one-point perspective, and in the same, right next to it, will be a a cube that's turned. Mm. So all of my one-point perspective drawings were all flatly one point perspective like everything went to that same vanishing point and it was so linear it was so boring right yeah and that's so what i'm saying is i had that mental block and it took me like however many decades to to overcome it and i and i think that the average person one you don't want to spend that much time because you know either i'm slow or whatever but it took me a long time to grasp it but um you know it sometimes takes just that one person to tap you on the shoulder Mm. or to just show you something um like for me it was the guys on pencil jack and stuff like that that mm. that it was just they would show me something i'd be like what the beep you know i was like how did i not get that and i couldn't 
I could have got it on my own, but it might have taken me 10 years or something. Oh, yeah. So yeah. I, I don't know. I don't think the average person has the the ability like maybe maybe you do. And I think that's great. And I think some people do. Uh, and, and you do to an extent always. But I think having that outside eye will save time, will save everything. I don't know. Do you think even for you, do you think having that next person uh, looking over your shoulder or whatever, taking another look at it, doesn't it save you time? Absolutely, man. It, it really, really does. And, you know, I think you hit it spot on. You know, it's it's kind of both because you, you can see flaws in your own work based on your own experiences and, and what you've seen in other artists' artwork. But at the same time, you, you don't know what you don't know, right? So <laughs> that's the problem. It's like if you exactly. if you don't know what to fix that you don't know, then I mean, where do you, where do you begin? And that's where you know that mentor or that person online who's got a little bit more experience is going to be able to really help you out. And at that point, you really have to one practice the art of trust, you know, and hopefully they are trustworthy and you can trust what they're saying. This is why. It's, it's good to have a mentor because usually they're going to be able to kind of, you know, that trust will just be built in built into them in, in your relationship yep. with them. Um, but also, you know, you can you know you can trust someone based on what they're able to do. You know, if the, the proof is in the pudding, whenever I look at a tutorial or I watch a video in order to learn something that someone has put out there, I look at their artwork first because if their artwork is crap, then... Um, you know, I, I start to question where their authority is on, on what they're saying, you know, like if they can't put into sure. practice what it is they're teaching, then how am I going to get anything out of it? Right. Um, and there's, there's this kind of sense of, of disingenuousness about them and, and can you really trust what they're saying? Are they just talking, um, you know, out of the, you know, where, <laughs> but, yeah, right. but ultimately I think you're, you're a hundred percent right. This is why uh, the courses are good because especially when they can take you through that whole process and I'll just mention them, the, the whole perspective thing on exactly what you said with the multiple vanishing points. Yeah. I didn't know that yeah. either. In fact, I didn't know that. <laughs> good. Okay, so it's not just me. No, I didn't know that until recently when our um, one of the, the writers, well, our, our main writer for, for HowToDrawComics.net put out his perspective series. And I was reading through the tutorial, you know, as I do, you know, checking it over, making sure it's all good to go. And there was this one point yep. in that tutorial where he talked about creating a vanishing point based on the object, like specific objects within the scene. And I was just like, what? Like... You can yeah. do that? Because I always kind of intuitively oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. did it. I didn't know why or, or like, you know, how to do it in a technical way, but that kind of cleared that up for me. Yeah, as long as you adhere to that horizon line, and here's where it gets even funkier, is, uh, you know, I was doing one, and there is a hill in a one-point perspective. Mm. So not only did you have the, oh, no. the, the main horizon line that all of the buildings followed, but then the hill. So you've seen this on in real life pictures and stuff like that in real life, right? You'll go somewhere and, and one building, uh, you know, it'll be at whatever level, the floor level, right? And mm. then um, you take a, you walk up the hill a little bit and then the next building uh, is still in the same it has to be level with the previous building, right? Yeah. But it doesn't start until 
uh, five five feet higher or something like that, or it starts at a different point, right? Yeah. And so the things that are on the, the road will have a, a different plane than the things than the buildings themselves and stuff. It's really gets pretty funky and stuff, right? Wow. And I, that's why I'm enjoying doing this this perspective unit because this is one of my goals for this year. Hmm. is to improve my background work and stuff, right? And so how do I improve? I teach, you know, hmm. by teaching. And I'm sure you feel the same way. And anybody, you know, I'm sure every student listening is like, what? My teacher's just still learning? Uh, oh, yeah. Why am I, you know? No. Any teacher that tells you that they're, they don't learn from teaching, I wouldn't trust them. When you start teaching, that's when you're really learning because you're challenging yourself. Your students are challenging you with questions and stuff like that. You're, you know, when you put it out there, when you verbalize it, uh, whether it's in video form or whatever, Hmm. boy, are you really growing in whatever subject that is, right? A hundred percent, man. And that is the exact same situation for me throughout the years. And I was kind of doing the math. How to draw comics has, has been up for quite a while now. And I've just learned... How long has it been up? I was curious about that. Two years now? Oh, I think it's about four or five years now, actually, man. It's uh, pretty Whoa, crazy. It's no way. To when it originally began. And uh, if you go back on the YouTube channel, you'll see some of the how old some of the videos are now. Oh, um, that's interesting. So I really wanted to, to up the ante this year and, and put out a, a few more courses, a few more blog posts, a few more tutorials, a few more videos. Um, they'll be all coming so up. It but... took you four years to do your second course. Well, yeah. Well, it, it took it took me uh, two years. I love two this years. long silent yeah. pause, man. I'm giving you a hard time oh, here, dude. It it took me way too long. Um, I'm clearly not a very good businessman. <laughs> in fact, That's I'm hilarious. glad that that I didn't have investors or anything like that because uh, they'd be uh, I'd probably be getting sued at this point. But you know, and and that's the thing, you know. <laughs> I think with anything that you do. Um, especially as far as being a comic book artist or, you know, what we're doing with howtodrawcomics.net. You know, we're only getting on our feet and it anything worth doing is is going to be difficult. It's going to require a lot of time. If you want to be an established comic book artist, for those of you who have already created comics and, and put it out there, you, you know how much work it takes. It can take years and, and years of commitment to actually make it a reality. Oh, sure. um, yeah. And what keeps you going, it's... It's certainly not the money. It's, and I've thought about this actually. Um, right now, I I feel like I'm living the dream, you know, and, and I don't. I'm definitely not. I'm like lower middle class, right? And yeah. um, I earn enough to pay the bills and and to put a little bit away for savings, pay the rent, that kind of stuff. But I'm not exactly rolling in dough here, and I could, things couldn't be better. You know, I get to wake up. And I get to pursue my passions and my dreams every day. And I've got the freedom to be able to do that. So really, when I look at my life, I'm grateful for it. And I feel like it's it's perfect. Like everything is where it should be. Um, and anything else on top of that is really just a bonus. So I don't think that you really need money to be happy. You just need enough money to take care of the necessities in life. Um, but but yeah. yeah, 100%. No, just man. on a... Mm. On a slight sidetrack, Mark Brooks, uh, Marvel artist, um, Mm. really good guy. He was teaching me how to use uh, Copic markers and stuff like that, right? He posted something just the other day about uh, an American family that has an income of 500,000 U.S. per year. Mm. 
and their their breakdown of expenses and stuff like that. And this is a quick sidetrack, but it, it, it attaches to what you were saying there yes. was, you know, they, they viewed themselves as the average family and this is their average breakdown. And, you know, they spend, uh, I think it was like 30,000 a year in childcare and, wow. and, and 10,000 a year in incidentals. And, you know, like it was all these kind of things and three vacations and stuff. And, and, but they viewed themselves as not poor, but as average big yeah. quotations on that. Like they, they were like, yeah, we only save. Um, I think it was their savings per year was $7,000, even though they maxed out their, um, 401k contributions, like the government, uh, <clears throat> sorry, the government, um, us contributions and stuff. I like get like they were saving more for their retirement, but in yeah. their mind, they're like, yeah, we're only saving 7,000 and we make yeah. 500 a year. Right. And well, one, 7,000 is pretty good because a lot of people are struggling. But put that aside, I promise you that if this same family made 700,000 U.S. a year yeah. or, or 300,000 <clears throat> U.S. a year, that they would kind of end up in the same area. Do you know what I mean? Like, I mean, like, they, they would still be saving about, what I mean is, like, the more money you make, um, you, you end up spending that and stuff, right? And I'm not telling people not to go out and make money, but I'm saying, you know, you, you, you end up, you buy a bigger house, well, you yeah. just buy more stuff for it. You, you, you fill more things. You've got, you went from 1,000 square feet to 2,000 square feet. Well, yeah. yeah, good for you. But are you doubly rich? Are you doubly half happy? Probably not. Probably you know, not. like you just got much more stuff and and with that more stuff you're spending more and you know at the end of the day uh do you really are you really that much better off in in all sense of the words right absolutely man it's it's funny that you bring this up because i was just having a conversation uh with a friend over the weekend actually and um you know he's he's somewhat of an artist but he doesn't get a whole lot of time to to work on it between his two jobs and looking after a family and and wow. i asked him yeah. you know man like do do you have to do you have to work the two jobs i mean can you let go of one of them and kind of give yourself more time to to work on what you really care about cuz this this guy is stressed you know um yeah. no, no time for anything back to back commitments and you know, it'll get to like maybe 10 o'clock at night and he'll have an hour to work on, you know, what what he likes to do, which is music. And, mm. you know, he, he's like, oh, man, you don't understand, you know, like raising a family is expensive. You know, he's got a wife, two kids. Yep. And uh, I oh, said, yeah. I said, but but man, like you just told me that that you're putting away 10K in savings every month. And you know, living living off the the rest, like the play money. I'm like, dude, all you need is the yeah. is the play money, and you're set to go. Like you, you're putting away ten grand in like extra money, and it's like that. That's mm -hmm. great, of course, absolutely awesome. But you know, if you're if you're ever comparing money in comparison to you know the things, anything else really in life that has any merit or, or value to it, um, in a, in a tangible sense, then that, that is going to always win over money in my opinion, because, sure. uh, money comes and goes, it, it can be made, it can be lost and values attached yep. to it in different ways, but your yep. legacy can really only happen once as far as we know. Um, so it's well worth yeah, the investment. Hmm. It's kind of getting into a Hallmark special where it is, yeah, the dad's well. off in the office, you know, and the kid just says, well, 
you know, daddy, can you spend time with me? And the dad's like, oh, I'm, I'm spending time on you. Here, here's a coupon or whatever. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like it, it, he throws money at the problem and stuff. And so I get it. I get that. Like, like listen, somebody gives you an opportunity to work and you're like, okay, totally. this is my chance to hustle. It's I've got up, two man. years that I can make a lot of bank before we have any kids or, um, or whatever. But at a certain point, you've got to choose, is this my lifestyle? right is this is this my life is this how i define my life yeah, right totally. and everybody's going to make a different choice i don't i don't begrudge anybody for for making those choices hmm. but um i think both of us know that you know uh money isn't everything but then again we're both uh not rich so maybe uh, the rich people li- listening to this podcast maybe that one rich guy is like laughing at us <laughs> with the diabolical yeah, totally. you guys don't know what it's like to be rich you, you know? guys don't know what you're talking about you think you got it good now like uh right, right, right. i mean it, it is uh, like this is a last little thing i'll uh, mention on our, on our detour here but uh they actually <laughs> figured out you know what the optimal amount of happiness to yearly income was for people and they found it to be about 70k is the max right beyond that you, okay. there's no measurable uh, like increase in happiness in fact what they found was and this is probably why there's a lot of people with a lot of money out there who aren't that happy um, more problems begin to to come about because you, there's sure. a certain amount of money that you begin earning where you know these these issues start coming up with tax and and people start looking at yep. you a little bit differently and you know wheeling and Social dealing with you a little bit more yeah, yeah. um anyway at schools for the kids all that kind of stuff yeah totally. I get you. so I if get you're you. a poor comic book artist diminishing returns at a certain point <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay, so let's talk about uh, milestones and, and mm. goal setting and stuff like that. Yeah. What's your next one? You've got the course. It just came out, right? This was a big mm. one for you. It took you, what, 20 years since your last course pretty much, right? <laughs> Basically. <laughs> uh, is it going to take another 20 years until the next one, or what is it? What's your no. next big, big chunk that you're looking at and saying, okay, this is what I want to accomplish. Uh, this is 2019. We're already, mm. what, in March, April, April is like in a day or so here, right? Yeah. So, um, you know, partway through the year here, what are you going to accomplish this year, man? Well, and, you know, I, I actually talk about this in, uh, in the, the latest blog post that's coming up on the, on the website, oh but, okay. um, where I use myself as an example for, for some of these questions, but, you know, it's really important to actually ask yourself, well, where do I want to be in a year? Where do I want to be in five years? Where do I want to be sure. in 10 years? Right. And you're right, 100%. It took me a long time to get this course out and to get How to Draw Comics to where it is now. But it's like we were saying before, man, like I've learned so much along the way. And although it's been a challenge, it's been an absolute grind. Every step of the way, it just has not let up. But now it's like, I mean, I can whip out a script pretty fast. I got the drawing aspect down. Um, I got the scripting aspect down. And now that all the puzzle pieces are kind of fully developed, it feels like they can fall into place a little bit quicker now. So as far as where my next milestone is, it's going to be getting another course out, but that won't be the milestone in and of itself. Okay, so I want to do superheroes next where, you know, we cover the the male body and the male anatomy, etc. But it's going to be the amount of time that it takes this time. And It'll, it'll hopefully be, you know, instead of being six months, it'll be maybe be three months. It'll still have the same amount of quality, the same amount of love put into it. But 
people will be able to, I'll be able to share it with people faster. They won't have to wait as long. And then yep. beyond that, it'll be, you know, um, villains and, and then creating a full comic book. And I can't wait I like to actually get that. that out, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. But I like how you changed it up. You know, like previously it was just getting the course out mm. and that was the accomplishment. And now you're quantifying it as in like, listen, I know I can do the course. So that's, that's a given. Totally. And now it's a matter of time. Right? Yeah. Cause, How long it's going to take. Because you will get to a point in your art where it's like, okay, I can do the art now if you're a comic book artist. You know, that the anatomy isn't really a challenge yep. anymore and, you know, the, the proportions, you, you've totally got that down. You've got the perspective down. You're a good designer. Okay, you're good. You're a pro. But then what do you focus on? Mm-hmm. What keeps you? What keeps the buzz going then? Well, I think that yep. with with every level you get to, the higher you get, you, you've got to find. You've still got to find that next thing to keep you going forward. Because if you can't find that, you will stop and you become stagnant. And I think you know when you do get into those higher levels of your artistic development, it becomes about. You know, com- okay. Let's say composition, then your creativity, yep. but then the storytelling, I- the ideas, and the and the messages that you want to convey, and getting better at doing that, you know, and then creating a legacy for yourself, like I was saying before. And I mean, that's when you you're on a you're on a you're on a whole other level of this stuff. But uh, yeah, for, I agree. For me, man, if if I was to say, you know, where's where am I going to be in, let's say, five years, right? Where's how to draw comics going to be? I'd love to have my core set of courses out and done and polished, right? Um, you know, the character creator course, the the comic book creator course. And then what I'd like to do is I'd just like to keep on pumping up the site with helpful, free content uh, and, and really sharing my experiences and, and all those milestones that I'm going to be continuing to reach as I start to look toward actually starting my comic book studio and putting my books out there and, and really um, fulfilling what I've set out to do as far as the comic book, my comic book career goes. Cool. Yeah, man. Very cool, man. Yeah, I've thought about it a lot. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. When you said five years, I was like, holy five years. Yeah, that's that's a number. I have a lot of patience, <laughs> man. <laughs> a lot of patience. Good stuff, as you man. Know. What about yourself, yeah. Ed? Uh, five years is, is too far for me right now, man. Too far, um, huh? yeah, no, I'm for what I'm trying to do right now is with my courses and my art, I still feel like I'm, I'm working on my game. Do you know what I mean? Working mm-hmm. on my skill level. I, I don't have, it's, it's still not as consistent as I want it to be in the quality that I want it to be and stuff. Right. Yeah. So what I'm doing with my courses is uh, you'll notice that I'm I approach them all as building block fundamentals, whether it's anatomy, whether it's facial structures, mm-hmm. you know, ba- uh, cool. co- coloring tutorials, things like that, right? And so I'm hoping to have let's say five or six courses along those lines, all the basic fundamentals yeah. that it takes to achieve, you know, the goal of of creating a comic book totally. and then my my big goal this year is to have to create a comic book um c- together with creating a course on how to make a comic book so what i'll yeah. do is i've got a book in mind that i've been wanting to do for a long time right mm-hmm. and i'll create the course along with the book you uh, know showing how from 
the, the basics of uh, character concept and, and doing out the script and everything like that to uh, storyboarding it, uh, laying out the panels all the way through this thing. So it'll be like, it'll be cool because by the time I'm done the course, I'm also done a book, which That's is kind of awesome, right? So I'll be able to publish the course and publish the book at the same time and stuff, right? And so hopefully I'll be proud of, of both projects and stuff. And that that's where I'd like to see myself by the end of the year is, is wrapping up a lot of my fundamentals courses and stuff mm. and working on my skill in that sense. And then by the end of the year, having a, a an entire course on, you know, publishing or how to make a book from concept to publishing it and publishing it myself Absolutely. and so i'm putting it out there there it's kind of synergistic right and uh yeah i i'm, I'm really excited by it you know i i don't sound excited because i'm still battling this cold but trust me i'm excited <laughs> yeah, I can um tell but that. yeah that's so you know I, i'm not looking at a five-year goal my, my five-year goal is always to uh work for marvel and draw on the x on an x title and stuff like that so i'm always putting that that out there in the in the mojo verse right i'm yeah. always putting out that vibe yeah but on a I, i'm more of like you know uh, six months to a year kind of goal setter and stuff and so in that time frame i see myself uh working on my game making sure my skills are are, are getting better and better yeah um and putting out another uh another couple courses and a couple books well i mean man could you could you see yourself at, at marvel in let's say five years i mean that'd be I, really really cool and and maybe it's okay to like imagine what that would look like and oh no i imagine it every year man. yeah no i'm I, like i imagine it like oh it could be tomorrow and it can be like it could be I know it can be, yeah. but I want to make sure that I'm really there and stuff like that. Mm. And uh, I don't want people to pick up my books and say, oh, no, this guy's not there yet. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I want them to pick up an X-Men book and say, what? You know, this, who's this guy? And uh, Is he on the next issue? You know, I, I love how he draws Gambit or something like that or whatever. You know, like, remember that run that Ed Foychuk did on the X-Men from oh, yeah. issues? whatever they're at you know what i mean like that's what i want i want to when people look back and remember like uh whether it was mcfarland's run on spider-man or you know sylvester's sylvester's run on x-men or something like that you know like i want yeah. people to come up to my table and say man i love that run you did on on x-men what are you working on now oh actually they got me on a limited series on you know doing the new mutants or something perfect man when does it come out you know like that's that's where i want to be in my career that's where i want to be producing stuff that people are loving that fans of because i'm first and foremost i'm a huge fan i'm a fan of art i'm a fan of good art i'm a fan of comic books fan of the x-men fan of marvel and so i don't want to put anything out there that i'm ashamed of do you know what i mean i don't Absolutely, I, I, I don't like cringing i don't enjoy <laughs> cringing you know like i do it all too often looking at my old artwork and stuff totally. and so i want to i want to put stuff out for x-men and I, you know i know i'm never going to be perfect i know it's never going to be perfect but i want to put it out there and say boom you know i dropped that and it's awesome you know it, it's not perfect but it's awesome for sure man and now you sound excited i gotta say <laughs> yeah because yeah. i'm talking about the x-men and marvel and stuff man that's when i really get hyped yeah that's dude. when whatever flu virus gets beaten down and the the mutant gene comes forward man. yeah big time <laughs> nothing can stop you then and it's i mean that's almost Even like factors that, that goes beyond like five 
10 years that, that's like a life legacy right there man and and i can For tell me that, it would be you know you're gonna get there and and there's no no doubt about it in my mind man i mean that goal as you were explaining it it's it's like you were immersed in that that fantasy and i think you know the more you think about it and the clearer that vision becomes man the, the more it manifests every single day more and more and it, it's so. funny the way in which it happens sometimes but uh it's it's also eerie as well um just because you know and here's the thing here's the science behind actually having these goals in place when you figure them out and you clarify them it causes your brain to think in a very different way. All of a sudden, you start paying attention to things that you didn't pay attention to before. Maybe it's an opportunity yep. that's related to that goal. Or maybe it's a, a particular action you need to take that's going to get you closer to it. Um, maybe it's stopping something that you're doing now because it's taking you further away, right? You, and this almost happens yeah, on an point. unconscious level, right? And if the goal is important enough to you and it's genuine and it's true to you, then this will happen almost automatically as soon as you get clarification on them. So it's super important to do this stuff. And, you know, as an actionable step, what I'd suggest everyone do who is listening to this podcast right now is get a scrap piece of paper and, and write down on it. And here's the first question that I want to ask you. You know, where do, like, close your eyes and, and really think about this for a few minutes. Where do you see yourself in five, ten years from now, right? And really, really try to envision it, you know, envision it as a static yeah. image in your mind first and, and take a moment to really just bring it into focus and then hit the play button and just let that play out. Watch, watch yourself five years from now, you know, what's happening? Are you in that that studio that you dream of being in, working on that favorite comic book character that you've always dreamed of working on? Or are you in your home studio working on that comic book, finally making that comic book happen that you've fantasized about since you were a kid, right? What right. is it? And, and what does that look like? Describe it as, as in as vivid detail as you possibly can. Then the next question is, yeah. you know, where do you see yourself 20, 30 years from now? And I know that seems ridiculous to ask, but seriously, ask yourself that and and just humor me here and then do the same thing. Write that in as much vivid detail. Where do you see yourself? You know, maybe you're, um, I mean, heck, maybe you're running your own studio at that point. Maybe you've got a bunch of other like-minded, inspiring individuals that you're making comic books with then, right? And you're set. I'll be, I'll be 65 or 70, man. I <laughs> We'll be making comic books together still. Trust could me. Could be. Yeah. Could be. Yeah. Yeah, um, definitely. You know what? But what you did say there, and yeah. then I'll, I'll add the next stage in. If you're going to picture yourself in five years, picture yourself in 10, 20 years or whatever. Hmm. Once you've done that, once you've done that visualization and you've written it down and stuff, then just step back and say, okay, how would somebody get there? So right now, you know, I, I laid out and I said, okay, I want to be working on the X-Men uh, in the next five years, mm -hmm. right? Yep. How am I going to get there? Well, truthfully, I love putting out the courses and stuff like that, and it's helping my game. So that's one step of me getting there. But that won't get me there. Mm -hmm. That won't get me on an X title or anything like that, right? 100%. What will get me there is, uh, you know, keeping my connections with Marvel and sending them in samples or i actually thought about this <laughs> yeah writing a book 
or doing a uh, like a, a quick mini series like let or a quick mini book like let's say 12 page uh, just a a short uh short issue and stuff like that and sending it off to them and stuff and i know they they probably won't pick it up they they, they don't do that type of unsolicited work and stuff like that mm. right but for they've already got my artwork on file so if i put that into the file and just say you know wow look at this guy he's already it looks like he's worked on an x-men book already totally, do you know what i mean man. then I'll, then the chances of me getting picked up for the next book are there right i've already oh, yeah. got uh pages in, in my file with them and stuff right that is so you know probably that's, more that's realistic a concrete step chance. i can do you know if, if i wrap up my courses by let's say uh december this year then i can say okay january push for marvel you know that's where i really work on my samples get, get them up to where i want them to be and stuff like that submit them in mm. and you know just keep pushing it and stuff right yeah I so that's that. you know that's that's i'm putting it in, i don't have to write it down on paper because this podcast <laughs> will last forever ever ever, ever <laughs> on will. the internet right and so yeah. there people can call me out on this uh, a year from now and say ed you said you were going to do this where is it do it i mean heck yeah a bit of accountability you can call me on it if you want clay Heck yeah, man. Yeah. Absolutely. We should call out each other on this. Like, uh, It's important to have people there to hold you accountable to this stuff so that you're able to be reminded of, of what mattered to you and, and you know making sure that you're staying on track and, and keeping true to yourself. But uh, there is one last question yep. that, that I'd like everybody to oh, write down. Hold on. Down. Before you do that. Okay. Yep. So I want us, yeah, go ahead. I want go us ahead. both to uh, say this. So my clear goals for the end of the year is I want to have – uh, eight to ten courses published mm -hmm. and another book published right now I've got uh, five five courses okay and I've got All a couple right. books but I want another book published so my my goal by the end of this year is to have another three four five courses published and to have a book done up by the end of the year and then by the new year be working on my samples that's my goal now i, I want you that. to write i want you to say yours very clearly all right within this year's time frame so mm. we can hold each other to this heck yeah man all right well i've thought about this and there's actually a few things the most important things yep. are to get the superheroines course out which is done get the superheroes yep. course out and then get the super villains course out right by okay, the end so of the year. So both of those two courses by the end of the year. That's yep. what I'm holding. That That's what you can hold me to. Um, outside of that, yep. um, what I'd like to do is get the YouTube channel happening again and with, with more regular tutorials. Um, of course, yep. keep the, the keep the podcast coming. You know, you know, we had a bit of a break there, but we'll keep yep. them coming consistently every single week, and and just uh, really getting more more traffic to the site. You know, making sure that there's the people who need it most. We're able to reach them and tell them about how to draw comics.net so that we can help them out. Because cool. yeah, we got courses on there, great. If you've got the money for them, awesome. But if you don't, there's also a ton of free content on there that goes over some oh, of the yeah. some of the most important fundamentals. That if you just read them and you and you do them, you're going to see an absolute tra transformation in your artwork, guaranteed. And it's it's freaking fantastic, man. It's uh, you know, and that just uh, that's just the tutorials. You know, you got the videos on there as well, like I mentioned. Um, so that's yep. that's where yep. I'm at, man. That's my goals for this year, and I'm going to stick to especially those main okay. ones, right? Rick was here too, because I wish uh, you know the more the merrier in my mind. And whether it's people commenting on this, I, I want to be able to hold these comments and uh, 
do you know what I mean? To say, listen, I want to contact everybody at the end of this year and say, you know, where are we at? Right. And I want people to do the same thing to me. So I, I you know, whether it's comments on, on the, um, what is it? SoundCloud or whatever and stuff yeah, like that. SoundCloud or, website, wherever uh, you're listening if, if to there's us. Some, yeah, it, wherever you're listening to this and stuff like that, I'd love to bump this a year later or not a year later. Now we've got about what, seven months or so left, right? Seven, Damn eight man. months a year. Ooh, um, I'd like to double check at that point. We got eight months. Uh, yeah. And so that's, that's a lot of time, but that's not a lot of time, right? Totally. Uh, so I'd like to, you know, double check and say, okay, well, how did we do? Right. And, and it's not just for me and you, it's for Rick. It's, and it's for everybody else listening because uh, not to get all mushy, but we care about uh, everybody else in the group too and stuff. Right. Oh, yeah, so man. we want to see everybody yeah. else taking these steps. I mean, that that's why we do this, man. Like, it's why we jump on the podcast every week and, and, and right. we put this stuff out there. It's because it's rewarding, man. It's, it's an incredible feeling to be able to give back yep. to the community in this way. Now, um, that, that last question that I was telling everybody about just yep. to, kind of bring it home for us that last question this is probably the most important one it's a bit of a hard hitter as well and that is what will your life look like and write this down what will your life look like if you don't end up pursuing comic book illustration if if you drop it right now what's it going to look like in five years what's it going to look like if it never happens right are you going to be fulfilled are you going to be happy and it's important to get clarification on that question, even if it's a hard one to answer, because, you know, as much as we want things to aim toward, we want to make sure we've got things that that we're, we want to be heading away from as far as possible. And just the thought of living my entire life without ever being able to have the opportunity to tell my stories through the comic book medium is just... It's almost unbearable to think about, you know. So, yeah, I gotta say, when you were saying that, only one word came to my mind. I think I'd be really sad. Yeah, man. No, it just it just kept repeating in my head. I was like, yeah, I'd be sad. It'd just be sad. Yeah, it'd be empty. Yeah, for me, that's the word that comes to my mind, and it might just be one word for everybody else. Whatever that word is, write it down and and keep it in the back of your mind. It'll keep you moving forward. I promise. All right. Well, we are at one hour, Ed. It's been an absolute blast being here with you right on the podcast tonight. Thanks so much for being <laughs> here, man. Yeah, man, it was cool. And I'm glad, uh, you know, like I said, I, I, I kind of wish we could have everybody in the group, yeah. you know, uh, chiming in, even if it was just like one-off comments or something like that. Like, I, I just, I love to hear a bunch of different voices and stuff like that. Yeah, um, yeah. It just, you know, and so I'm sure we'll find Rick again. He, he's he's missing in action. <laughs> he uh, is, yeah you know, maybe something's going on in Europe or whatever, but, uh, you know, even for Rick to chime in on this, I, I want to hear what his goals are. I'm, I'm really, really curious about where he's going to be in the next year. Yeah, absolutely. And by the way, guys, if, if you're not quite sure where to contact us on, if you're listening to the podcast on say SoundCloud, for example, where you can't necessarily just leave a comment, um, go to howtodrawcomics.net, go to our contact page and you can hit us up right there on the website and, uh, I'll, I'll be, I'll see that email. So, Look forward to hearing from you, and thanks so much for listening. It's been an absolute pleasure, and we look forward to seeing you here again next week. Until then, keep on creating.